Doesn't that song make you just love Jesus that much more? Amen. What a great friend we have. And I want to say I appreciate Brother Ray Bearden, and he was pastor of Calvary Baptist Church. How many years there, preacher? 33 years pastored that church, a great ministry, great man of God, and is preaching in evangelism now for a number of years. God has greatly used him, and uh, he's old time, full of the Holy Ghost, amen, and that's what we like, and he's going to preach to us tonight. You worship with him, pray for him as he comes. Thank you, Brother Gravely. Well, good evening, folks. It sure is good to be with the Lord's people be in the house of God. There's nothing like serving the Lord Jesus and knowing him as your Lord and Savior. Amen. I tell you, I like, those, I like that music. That's old time worshiping God. Uh, you know, I go back to the days of Brother Kate. Used to be here. And Ms. Cape, we used to go to the Georgia Baptist Preachers Meeting. Remember that, Brother Jack? And there'd be 200, 250 preachers there. And we'd preach all the week, morning, afternoon, and night. The highlight of the meeting always was when Ms. Cape gets full of the Holy Ghost and kind to take the meeting over. You know? And I never shall forget her faithfulness to the Lord. And uh, now when Brother Kate preached, he'd always ride the white horse before he got through. Didn't he? Like that preaching on the white horse. Well, Jesus is coming for the church and we're going to be with him on the white horse. Won't that be good? He preached for me at Calvary number of years ago, probably 30 years ago, and he preached on Joseph and how that Joseph charged them when they left Egypt to bring his bones out of Egypt. You talk about a great message. I don't know where he ever preached that here or not, but now that gets you going. And then Brother Gravely, you know, I'd known him through the years, and I knew that he was saved in this church under the Cape's ministry and how that God brought him along and prepared him for these days. And isn't that wonderful? You've got a man of God that was saved in this church as a young boy. And God now has got got, uh, the church being led by him, and it's good to know Brother Gravely. Brother Gravel, I never ever told you this, and I'll get to preaching in a minute. But uh, I never ever told you this, but there was a family that lived near us. I grew up in Georgia. It sure did feel good just to cross the Georgia line and get the good uh, fresh air from Georgia. Of course, I live in Tennessee, so I'm back and forth. Uh, okay. Uh, but I grew up in Georgia, and there was a family that lived you know, over the way from us, and we were all farmers. And uh, the man's name was Furman Gravely. His wife's name was Evelyn. And they were just great people, some of the greatest people I ever knew. And he's a deacon of the church, down at Antioch Baptist Church. 
Now, I heard a phone, and I sure hope I got this thing off. That'd, that'd be awful. I don't know how I get along with it. I don't, but I got along without it a long time. <laughs> okay? Got along without it a long time. All right. I want you to open your Bibles. I, I want to preach tonight from John chapter 3, and I'm preaching... Uh, you know, I quoted this verse for many years. But seldom did I ever preach from it. And then I began to think, you know, this is one of the greatest verses in the Bible. You know about where I'm going. And then the songs tonight that, you know, about the love of Jesus. And just the goodness of Jesus. And I just feel like that God for sure wants me to bring this message tonight from John chapter 3 and verse 16. So I'm going to preach God helping me on John 3, 16. John 3, 16. Do you stand when you read the word? All right, let us stand. And uh, we'll read the word of God. While you're standing, I appreciate Brother Clint Boyer coming, being, driving me down. We got hindered, but God got us here right on time. Brother Clint works for AT&T. And uh, he said, don't let nobody know that. He said, be quiet, be careful. But Brother Clint really was, uh, you know, I could go back and say quite a few things, and I don't want to. I don't want to paint a black black picture about him. But he was living in sin, and uh, he has a wonderful wife. And so he told Amber one day. He said, "Amber, you didn't marry a choir boy." And said, "If you want a choir boy, you go out and go somewhere else. Go on back home, and take the children." But he said, God, he said she didn't open her mouth. She didn't say a word. He went that night and the next day God got a hold of him and God saved him by his grace. And he's been preaching now about eight years. And uh, he's a good young man and Brother Plemons let him come drive me tonight. Okay, be here in the meeting. All right, I'm reading from John 3.16. For God. So love the world. And I emphasize for God. So love the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And that's all I'm going to read. And I want to expound these. You can be seated. You know, I've been in the ministry. I'm in my 60th year. 60th year, Brother Pentecost, of preaching. And I can truthfully say that I've made mistakes, no doubt, and failed God in many ways. The only regret I got of being a preacher is that I don't have another 60 years to give him. Another 
60 years. I, I was praying one day in my study and I had my Bible open to Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things shall be added unto you. I won't ever forget that day. I have my Bible. I never put my Bible on the floor unless I'm reading it and praying over it. But I never will forget that day. I said, Lord, I was 25. I got, I, I got saved and when I was 20 and started preaching, I was 25 when that happened. And I was there on my knees and I was talking to the Lord and I said, Lord, from this day on, this day forward, I'd been saved those years, but I said from this day forward, God, I'm going to look after your business. And I know you'll look after mine. I don't know how well I've done with his, but I know he's done well with mine. Amen. And another thing I said, Lord, if you could be pleased, I wish you would let me preach until I'm 80. I'm trying to renegotiate that. <laughs> Amen. I'd like to renegotiate it and move up. I'd like to add about 10 more years to that. Well, God might let me. I, I want to get down to preaching, but I'm kind of excited about the Lord. You know, the Lord is so good. And somebody said, well, it's so hard to live for the Lord in this day. Now, wait a minute. Don't say amen. I, I really don't find it so hard to live for the Lord. I see a lot of things around me that bother me. And maybe I'm not hindered like you are in some ways, but I find it a joy to live for Jesus. Amen. So I'm preaching on the world's greatest message or the world's greatest text in the Bible. There's a little, there was a little girl and she's a young woman now and we have a school there at Calvary started in 1975 and God blessed that school and we had as many as 250 students one time and uh, that little lady said, that little lady stood in the service one night and her name was Holly and Holly said, the first time that I ever heard John 3, 16, she said, I was Started the school back there and I was in the second grade and I heard that for God so loved the world Amen. that he gave his only begotten son oh, yeah. that whosoever believeth in me could not perish but have everlasting life. Yes. And she said, now I know the Savior. Amen. I met the Savior. He saved me. Amen. Isn't that wonderful yes. that God would be such a great God? Now, I don't know that I'll get all preached, but I got six things. Usually if I got three, but I don't have any poems. Okay, if I get three and get through them, I've done pretty well. But watch this. The first thing that I want you to notice 
is that there is a great God. We have a great God. Now, I'm going to tell you, you already know this. You have a great preacher. God's really using him across this country. But I want to tell you something. We have a great God that's behind your preacher and behind this church. Isn't that wonderful to know that? I'm preaching on, we have a great God. Yes, sir. We have a great God. He, God will have the last word. Won't he? He's already had the last word. The devil's wanting the last word. And a lot of people think the devil's going to have the last word. That's not the way it's going to be. I want to say a few things about God. First of all, I'd like to say, and I don't want you to take this out of the context I'm saying it, but he's a God that's sovereign. What do you mean, preacher? He's over it all. There's no big eyes and little cues with God. He's over it all. He's the mighty God. Oh, he's the almighty God. We used to hear, uh, we used to hear Oliver Green years ago. And Brother Green, if you ever heard Oliver, nobody could say almighty God like Oliver Green. He talked about the almighty God. Now, we live in a society that don't know much about the almighty God, but I'm going to tell you, God is almighty. He's almighty. As sure as I preach tonight, he's almighty. He's not only almighty, but the God that we serve is all wise. God will never learn anything. God don't have to learn anything. He already knows everything. He's worthy of being served. He's worthy of being praised. He's worthy of being worshipped. He's all wise. He's got all the wisdom that we need. Well, I, I, my mind runs over that prayer that Paul prayed in Ephesians chapter uh, one of Ephesians, and he prayed that that church would have all wisdom, revelation, yes. and they would know God. So after you're saved, there's a lot to add on. That's right. Isn't that right? Yes. I haven't arrived, but I tell you what, I sure would like to get a little bit farther along before the Lord comes to get me. If Paul had not arrived, I sure have not arrived. Though so he's all wise. I'm talking about for God. He's all powerful. He's behind what you're doing. A lot of folks don't give up. They think it's all over and there's no use to do anything. They can give up if they want to. But I'm going to tell you that the God that we serve is all powerful the great commission that he told us to carry out in all the world. He is almighty. He's all powerful. All powers given unto me in heaven and in earth. If you ever find out who's really behind what you're doing, it'll make you get stirred up. 
like the piano player did tonight. Isn't that right? Amen. Miss Cape, you helped me preach better when I see you in the congregation. I hope she can hear what I'm saying. You hear all She said, I can. She, she's still tuned in. Praise God, I'm glad. Aren't you? Isn't that a wonderful thing? He's all powerful. He's the creator. He created the heavens, the earth, hung out the stars. Well, they say there's something like at least one billion plus, am I anywhere in the ballpark, Pastor? Stars. And God said he named every one of them. He, gave, he knows every one of them by name. Do you think he knows you by name? Yes. I kind of think he does. He is the creator. Yes. Oh, I'm telling you, it's so good to know him. And he's on his throne. He's on his throne. We say that all the time. God is on his throne. Isaiah saw him on his throne, didn't he? And you know what he saw? He saw him on his throne, he saw the throne of glory, and he worshiped him. Do you ever see him on his throne? I'm not talking about with this literal eye, but I'm talking about with the eye of faith. But he's not only that, but Isaiah saw him as on the throne of government. Isn't that right? I'm telling you, we're, we're to be under subjection under our Lord. And then Isaiah saw him on the throne of grace. Oh, I'm glad you can come and I can come. Oh, that was a great day in my life when I found out that I could come boldly with confidence before the throne of grace that I might find help, might find mercy and help in a time of need. So that's a little bit about God. I wrote a book on this. And there's a missionary that ministers to the Muslims. And he got it and he, and, and I, and he tra we translated it into the French language. He said, that is what they need because they can't even consider getting saved until they know who Jesus is. God's saving some of them. I'm glad he is saving some of them. And I, I don't want to get too bogged down in that. All right, number two. I want you to notice this. I want you to notice his love. The Bible said, for God did what? For God so loved. Such a great love. I think, I think those men and the lady, they all sing something about the love of God. And I thought, I believe I'm on target. I believe, as Brother Sammy Allen would say, I believe this is going to be the perfect will of God. <laughs> oh, nobody like Brother Sammy, is there? Oh, I grew up with him down there in Georgia. It's something. So, we have a great God. Notice 
The Bible said, for God so loved the world. They're really three words for world. Creation, the creation, isn't that right? And then there's the world that Satan's the God of. But then there's the world of mankind and all of them are lost and all of them needs to hear about Jesus and all of mankind needs to be saved. God so loved the world. Oh, this word love. You know, love is stronger than death. You know, a loved one can leave, but it don't stop you loving them. Love is the, is the strongest Word in the Bible, and God said he so loved the world. I'm glad that he so loved the world. A love, my friend, that can never let you go. I've been discouraged in my Christian life, but I found that I have one that so loved me that he will never, never, never let me go. I read this, I'm sure probably the pastor, the pastor's probably already preached it, but if he has, I'm going to preach it again. D.L. Moody. We've heard of Moody. Let me get me a little water. I've got allergies. I can share some of them if you need them. One thing I look forward to being home with Jesus, along with a lot of other things, praise God I'll have a new body and won't be any allergies. D.L. Moody, he, he held two continents in his hand. England and America, America and England. And he went to England and he met a young preacher and his name was Henry Morehouse. You know about him, don't you? How many of you ever heard of Henry Morehouse? Well, we got at least 25 or 30. That's pretty good, preacher. He went there and so Henry Morehouse said to Mr. Moody, Mr. Moody, if I were to come to Chicago and America to the Moody Church, would you let me preach? And that's in the days, you know, when they traveled on the boat, and he didn't think he'd ever get here. So he said, well, sure, if you come, Henry, I'll let you preach. I'll have you preach at Moody. So Henry came, and he showed up on the doorstep of Moody Church, and he said, you remember me, Mr. Moody? I'm Henry Morehouse, and I've come to preach. You said I could preach if I ever come to America and I've come to preach. He said, all right, you can preach tonight. So he got his elders together and the deacons together and he said, now I'm going to have this young fellow to preach. His name is Henry Morehouse. I told him I would if he ever come to America, so I'm going to let him preach. Well, I haven't preached, but I'll come along behind him. I'll kind of clean up the situation, you know, and said, he'll be all right and we'll be all right. So Henry Morehouse got up and you know what he preached on? John 3, 16, for God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
He preached Sunday night. Mr. Moody didn't have to clean up anything. Mr. Moody said, I believe we'll come back tomorrow night and let him preach again. Came back the next night. Guess what he preached on? John 3, 16. Came back to Tuesday night, Wednesday night, every night. He preached on John 3, 16. The last night that he preached, John 3, 16, he in the house said, I believe that if I could go to the pearly gates and I could say to Peter at the pearly gates, if he's there at the pearly gates, if I were to go back to earth, why well, you want me to tell them? He said, I believe Simon Peter would say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. There is no love like the love of Jesus. Oh, oh, great God, great love, great gift. Great gift. You know how many verses is in John 3, 16. How many verses is there? I'm sure maybe many of you do. There's 25. 25 verses. 12 on this side. 12 on this side of what? Son. Jesus. 12 verses on each side. Isn't that wonderful? I'm talking about there's nothing. The center word is son and everything that God plans and every purpose that God has includes his son. And thank the Lord through his son, he included his bride, the church, there is nothing like belonging to a New Testament Bible church. I don't know what time I got up, but if anybody wants me to stop, just hold up your handkerchief and wave it at me, and I'll wave mine back at you, and we'll get through when I get through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God sure is good. I, I want you to know God's only begotten son. Salvation is any son and any son only. They talk about all of these different faiths. God said there's one faith. And there's one salvation. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way. There are not ten ways, five ways, two ways. One way. Jesus said, I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. No man comes to the Father except he come by me. You can try Allah if you want to. Try all of these other religions if you want to, but there's only one way to God and only one way to salvation, and that's Jesus Christ, our risen Lord. I love him. I love him. You know, I've just always preached loud, 
but I figured they kind of controlled me back there. I grew up down in Georgia, and, you know, they thought you ought to preach. Brother Jack, we used to preach. If we didn't preach an hour and a half, they thought we, we'd compromise and backslid, and, and uh, you know, and if they could, you know, if they could hear you, after you'd preach Sunday morning, Sunday night, on Monday, if you, if you could speak above a whisper, they thought you surely had compromise. I mean, they, that's the way we did it. And now, I make a lot of people nervous. You know, they've been to Bible school, and they got the, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't guess. They've been to Bible school, and they got all that training, and got all them degrees. But if you don't have the Holy Ghost and the power of God degrees and no degrees, you're no good. We just about educated God out of a lot of what we're trying to do. We just need the old time power of God. Amen. I believe I could preach a while on that. You all are helping me too much. Oh, God sure is good. He sure is good. Oh, yes. And a great opportunity. Whosoever. Whosoever. Now it's not whosoever will come and make some kind of little lighthearted profession and live like they want to. That's not what he's talking about. Isn't that right? But whosoever believeth in me. Whosoever. You know what that means? In the Greek text, Means whosoever. That's right. Means whosoever will. I believe you can reject God. You can will to come to God. So, whosoever doeth what? Believeth in him. Now, watch something right here in this text. It's very important. The word believeth. And you can wreck me after the service if I'm wrong. I don't think you're going to find I'm wrong. That TH means continuous action. It means continuous action. What's your point, preacher? You don't just come to a one-night stand and make a profession and get up and live like you want to the rest of your life. And then they said, well... He lived out of the will of God 50 years. And they've been out of the will of God 50 years. I'm sure they're all right. I remember out there the night they made a profession, but they've lived in all kinds of sin, but they're all right. If you really get saved, there'll be continuous action. I was lost. And I went to the old-fashioned altar. I got down on my knees and called on the Lord. I didn't know much about God. Or I knew enough about God. I knew he had hung me out over hell and I was going to drop off in the pit if I didn't get right with God. I knew that much about him. And I called on him. Oh, that night and I believed on him and I believed on him the next day and I believed on him 20 years and 40 years and 50 years and I'm in the 60th year. Praise God. I, I wasn't so young and afraid I'd hurt somebody. I think I'd just jump over this podium. God is so good. Am I too wild? 
I don't mean to be. God's good. I'm just trying to exalt the Lord. You know, I believed on him. Oh, yes. I'm down that altar and I sat up on that. They called them mourner's benches in my day. See, that's way back there. And I was sitting up on that morning's bench, and that old preacher had, he had one of them big old Bibles. And he come down there where I was, and he said, has the Lord saved you? I said, I don't think so. I really don't know. I've done all I know to do. I promised God everything I knew to promise him. I did everything I knew to do. But that's not good enough. He's got to do something. <laughs> And you know what he did? He didn't have, he was not a man with many words. He just looked me straight in my eyes. And he said, boy, he said, and I was 20 years old. He said, boy, what are you going to do? He read me John 5, 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him. Have the everlasting life, hath everlasting life right now. And shall not come into condemnation, judgment, but is passed from death unto life. And he said, boy, what are you going to do? You're going to sit there? You're going to believe God? Or you're going to sit there and go to hell? He just closed his Bible off and left me and God sitting there. He got about as far as from me to the preacher. And you know what happened, Brother Groundland? The light come on. Praise God, the light come on in my soul. And it's never gone out since the light come on. Praise God. And when I get over there to cross that river, there'll be a light at the river to lead me across. Woo! Glory to God. I got to move on. I can't tell time very well anyway. Amen. He that believeth, he that receiveth, he that Trust is him. And I could give you more verses on that. But don't just keep you all night. You, you hear great preaching here all the time. Number five is the great deliverance. Whosoever believeth in him did not perish. Amen. Now, I like this verse. Second Peter 3, 9. Lord's not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness, but his long suffering unto us word, not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. Yes. That's a Bible doctrine that's almost taken out of our preaching in this day, if you believe in repentance, they believe that you're teaching a work salvation. I'm not teaching a work salvation, but I am teaching and I am preaching a salvation that works. If what you've got don't work, you don't have the right thing, you need to get the right thing. I'm telling you, until you get the right thing, it won't work, but if you ever get the right thing, it'll work. Amen. Hey, young people, listen. You that are in dark valleys tonight, you're going through a hard time. Listen to me. You start out in this Christian walk, it's kind of like a funnel. And you start out at the small end. I'm, I'm telling you about the Word of God, and I know 
And it just begins to grow as you pray and you study, you tend the house of God, and you do the work of God. And it just gets larger and larger and larger. And you get so excited. It's kind of like Brother C.L. Roach told me. He called me about two days before he went to be with the Lord. He said, Brother Ray, don't want no one to misunderstand me. He said, the Lord let me look into the city night before last. He said, now I know that sounds a little creepy. And I don't want to, you know how he was. He, didn't, he was afraid he'd offend somebody. He said, I love Jackie, my children and grandchildren more than anything in this world. But he said, that city, that place, he said, there's nothing like it. Oh, he said, I want you to know, Ray, I can't wait till I get there. I hate to leave. Oh, my wife and my kids. Why, preacher, don't you think that's carrying it a little bit too far? How far is too far? Praise God. Sister Kate, 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 I'll get it right in a minute. We're going home. Church, we're going home. I don't know. God may let the Muslims take this country over. But one thing about it, I read what Mr. Spurgeon said, and I like this. Spurgeon said, he said, the church has never been stronger than when she's being burned at the stakes. Never been stronger than when she's been burned at the stakes. Oh, he's the propitiation. He's the mercy seat for our sins. And not for mine only, but for the sins of the whole world. Everybody ought to get the gospel. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? And the final word. Here it is, great possession of everlasting life, of everlasting life. Oh, just everlasting shall not perish, but it'll be the great possession. I've already mentioned Brother Allen once, but I want to mention him again. Nobody say it like Brother Sammy. He'll, you know how Brother Sammy is. He's preacher enough. You know where I'm going. He'll say, now, if some of your loved ones get saved tonight, or somebody you brought, some of your grandchildren, some of your family get saved tonight. He said, all that happened to them, they just got everlasting life. So if I was you, I wouldn't get too excited about the matter because they're just going to live forever. Right. He said, they're going to live as long as God lives. And God's going to live forever, and they're going to live as long as Jesus lives. And he's going to live forever, and we're going to live forever if we know the Lord. Do you like that? I believe it's all right. Oh, I know it's all right. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Brother Roy Goodson's wife Betty had cancer and they didn't live he is at Swan Pond and I was at Calvary Kingston and I went over there and they found out she had cancer and she said brother Ray she said I'm sure the Lord saved me but she said you know I'm I have some fear and I said sister Betty they told me that I had cancer I, I think I'd have some fear I don't think that's something to laugh about. 
And so she moved along and my wife would fix meals and I'd take them over to them. And they called me one Saturday morning. And that's when we had cell phones. And I was already on my way because I felt the Spirit of God told me to get over there. And I got over there and they said, they called you. And I said, well, I didn't get the call, but the Lord, I felt, led me to come. She laid there in that cancer. And I'm not trying to back, bring back bad memories to you if you've had a loved one, and many of you have probably. And she couldn't raise her hand. She couldn't raise a hand to feed herself. She couldn't raise her hand to get a drink of water. And all the children, all the grandchildren came around, and then all the children came around, and then Roy came around, and he kissed her on her cheek. And he said, Betty, I love you. And she said, Roy? I mean, she spoke it with a good, strong voice. I love you. And then she lifted her hands straight up in the air and held them there and looked straight up. And she said, and I love Jesus, and he's coming to get me. And she laid them down and went to be with the Lord. Now that's what we call in my day old time religion, praise God. It works. Don't it? Yes, it works. Oh, God would have all men to come to the Lord Jesus and repent of sin and believe on him. Oh, have eternal life, eternal security. Eternal life begins with the one who had no beginning and finishes up with the one who has no end. And that's what I'm in. And it's been a joy to preach here tonight. God bless you. Church, keep on keeping on for Jesus. That's the best thing in the world you can ever do. Young people, if you don't know the Lord... Come to know Jesus. Don't put it off. As we stand together, the musicians are coming. Pastor, you want to come and take the service? All right, he wants me to handle this. Maybe you're not witnessing like you ought to if you know the Lord. My, what a good service. Spirit of God here. But what about it, young folks? What about it, folks? Are you sure? You're ready to meet the Lord. Are you sure that you've truly been born again? Do you feel that you need to come and you need to get on your knees and you need to say, Lord, help me with every way you can help me to reach my loved ones, reach my neighbors and reach my friends. Oh, I'm glad to see these come with these little ones. Maybe they're just bringing them to pray for them and praying that one day, if not tonight, that they'll come to know the Lord. That's the greatest day in anyone's life when they come to know Jesus. Christ is Lord and Savior. Our brother is going to lead our number and I, he'll tell you what it is or he's going to sing ever how you handled the invitation. You need to come. Why don't you come? Why don't you come? If you need to come.